Hi, this is Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment and this is another episode of The Tingle Zone. In this episode I'm talking with Cathy Nesbitt, who has a number of strings to her bow, including worm farmer, mung bean sprout advocate and laughter yoga practitioner. Cathy spent much of her corporate life working as a secretary for a number of different companies. Came to realise that if you don't like what you're doing, move. Serendipity stepped in and a combination of a bizarre request from a teacher friend and an advert from a business development course opened up a whole can of worms. Pun deliberately intended there. In our interview we cover a whole range of things including the amazing environmental benefits of keeping worms, how to recover from traumatic experiences and navigating life as an oversensitive person. Throughout it all is a love of life and the benefits of having a dose of laughter alongside everything you do. Before we jump into the interview, if not already done so, please have a listen to my TEDx talk. If you go to my website, businessenjoyment.com, a pop-up will appear giving you direct access. Alternatively, take a look at my LinkedIn profile and you'll find a link there, either in my profile or in the featured section. This talk sets out my ethos that life and business is about so much more than just money and sets out how you can be successful and happy at the same time. So do check that out, but for now, sit back, relax, have a think about where laughter could improve your life, and most of all, enjoy. So I'm Kathy Nesbitt, and my working title is Kathy Crawley Laughing Bean Queen. <laughs> like in brief, I mean, in brief, we're gonna be here for a bit, but <laughs> it's simple solutions for today's challenges. So worms for amending the soil, sprouts for eating and laughter for overall health and wellness. And perhaps we'll touch on all three today. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a nice mix, isn't it? I mean, it's a, a few things in there that, uh, uh, let's, let's just say the average person would say is not that common uh, <laughs> and obviously what you're trying to do is, is make these make people more aware of some of these things um, I'm familiar with uh, with bits of it but um, uh, I, but it, it, there seems to be a common thread running running through it all so so we, we get a context of who you are where, how have you sort of where did you start what did you did you sort of follow traditional paths and come into these sort of things and what's what's your journey to get here Oh, yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, I worked in corporate for, for 20 years. I was a secretary for 20 years. Wow. And I didn't of, even... Uh, what sort yeah. of uh, industry were you secretary for? Were you... I worked in every industry. I, t I changed jobs uh, every year. I, ch I, I changed jobs all the time. It was so strange, you know, that, that thing about um, you need to have a job to get a job. I mean, in the olden days, yeah, it's yeah. different today. <laughs> You know, and I always thought, how do you get a job when you have a job? How many dentist appointments can you have? There's <laughs> <laughs> serious bridge work going on again. <laughs> <laughs> right for the, all the interviews. It's like, uh, yeah, so I would just, if I got tired of my job, uh, I would just quit and uh, find another job. I was, I was that confident that I would get another job. And I always did because uh, I was that good. <laughs> like I, because I, I believed, you know, I really had a good work ethic. I always had a good work ethic like work hard and you'll be recognized. And, and I, I believe that's true. And you feel good anyway, when you, when you, uh, when you work hard, when you put your all into whatever you're doing. Mm. I mean, what, uh, so, what were the things that were uh, making you leave the, 
job you were in was it um was it ultimately underlying it's just I, I was never doing the thing i enjoyed doing and therefore i was never going to be happy so i was always restless or was it sort of people stuff or what were the triggers to make you move I think it was boredom. I think I would master the job or the industry because I worked in the hotel industry. I worked in, um, I was president secretary at a watch company, um, you know, like so manufacturing. I worked at uh, Saab Scania, which, you know, a car company. And so we all drove Saabs. That was one of the benefits. Wow, fun. Uh, baseball games, everybody would arrive in a Saab. <laughs> cool. Yes, he's um, right. <laughs> Um, so I think it was boredom. I didn't know about being an entrepreneur. There was no, I didn't have anybody in my circle, uh, you know, no family. It was like work hard, you know, get a job, work hard, and you'll get a watch in 30 years when you retire. Um, and I always thought, why do you need a watch when you retire? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, the whole thing seemed messed up and I understood that I guess on a certain level and then uh, yeah anyway big long intro to how I got here I, I that's I just changed jobs because I, I and then the last 10 years uh, Andrew I worked as a temporary secretary so you know do it covering holidays and stuff mm -hmm. or mat leaves or whatever a couple of weeks here and there and you have to be pretty independent to bop around so what industry all all industries yeah, all over the place. And then I got a job. Um, I was getting my psych degree at night. And so I, it took me 15 years because I traveled and I, you know, I just was living life. I, I, I never was defined my, by my work because I didn't think it was that important. I, I needed money. So I worked and got money and I didn't think about, I didn't plan about, you know, how I was going to do it. Mm. <laughs> and then, and then I got a job as a at a group home after I got my psych degree working with challenged people and I was at challenged adults and I loved that I was like oh, this was what I was meant to do how cool is this I, I mean you did 15 years doing a psychology degree and, and only when you actually got a job into a camp do you think oh I actually like work with people and challenges of <laughs> how people think <laughs> yeah it, it's really fun I I, I hope uh, people that are listening because I know your 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 business is business enjoyment like it's all about you know, so I think it is the journey, like whatever you're doing, love what you're doing or move. And that's why I changed jobs. Yeah. Like why it, it wasn't any one thing. It was just like, this isn't serving me anymore. So I'm going to move on. And, and I and the reason that was, you know, I had a, an experience early on um, my stepfather and I loved my stepfather passed at th he was 38. Wow. And I loved him. And I was like, Oh, people die young. And for some reason, I connected his death with working. And I was like, I'm never going to stay in a job that doesn't serve me because we, do, we don't, we spend more time there than with family. Mm. And so, so that's, so that was a real gift in, in that experience. Mm. Somehow I was smart enough to get the message, <laughs> <laughs> gather the gem. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, was there a connection between it? Um, his death and, and work in terms of stress and overwork or was it just the way you perceived it I just perceived it you know it was like he was there and then he was gone but you know you don't see people all day because they were at work mm. you know nine to five or whatever that was kind of our experience yeah yeah so yeah so just that for people listening like just be aware of these little gems in life these yeah, little yeah. messages that come well, that's in. It. and I think you know the tragedies and and bad stuff in inverted commas um th there's always something in there that we can pick out of it which never offsets the the the, the bad stuff in the totality but if we can pick out a gem or a, 
or something that we can take forward at least it gives a sense of of, of meaning or whatever we want to call it mm. um, and, and allows us to sort of integrate it a little bit better um yeah greatly could do that yeah so beautiful yeah so then i got a job after 15 years getting my psych degree a job working in the industry like most people don't you get a degree and then you're like oh now what am i going to do <laughs> wherever you can get a job right anyway I couldn't work with management. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, there's more politics in, in social work than any office I ever worked in. Wow, I was like, everybody's an expert. <laughs> but when you're on the front line, you have to, you know, you, you have to do stuff to keep yourself safe and keep others safe. It's a, it's a challenging industry. Um, and, and God bless everybody that works there because it's, it's beautiful work. And it, it, it taps you in, on, on all levels of humanity. Mm. Um, but I couldn't work with, with, um, with management. So again, the job wasn't serving me. So I left and I got a job working with one, one boy um, in a school. I was a freelance management, freelance behavior specialist, freelance management behavior specialist or something. I was really long title. It didn't fit on a, it wouldn't fit on a business card. <laughs> <laughs> and you know two of us two of us specialists and a teacher for one boy yikes talk about abuse of like resources right I, I mean everybody needs to be looked after but I think there's other ways I don't think everybody needs to be incorporated and in that and that doesn't I don't mean to sound harsh or anything but anyway I got injured at at that job and I was like, I got kicked by my by my client. And then I wasn't effective. So again, the job wasn't serving me because I wasn't serving the job. So I had to leave. But it was funny because I came home. I was stressed. I was like, oh, wow, this isn't working for me anymore, this job. And I came home and there was an ad in the paper. This is how I got into my being an entrepreneur. Uh, there was an ad in the paper. It said, do you have a business idea? Are you a woman? It was a six month course to take to like to write a business plan. And I was like, I did have a business idea kind of rolling around. And I was a woman or am a woman. <laughs> check, check. Not always a guarantee so was, these days that things are the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so I turned to my husband and I was like, oh, I'm quitting my job. I'm taking this course. I'm going to start a worm business. Hallelujah. Won't this be fun? And so that's what I did. That was what happened with my, uh, with this. So you say, so the, the, the advert was just, you bring the idea and we'll help you build a business plan. It, yes, it was. Yeah. It didn't matter what the uh, you, idea was. You already had an idea burrowing around in your brain, if you excuse the pun. <laughs> yes. That I didn't even know about, you know, it was that, and here, here it is. So um, I'm located in close to Toronto, um, the largest city in Canada. So our landfill closed in 2002 mm. and we started shipping our garbage um, to the U.S. Uh -huh. <laughs> not not just out of the city, out of the out of the, you know, out of the country. We were shipping our garbage out of the country. Shame on us as Canadians for shipping our garbage out of the country. But double shame on the Americans for accepting our garbage for cash cash mm. right just a business business transaction that's all and it's just like uh, we've, got, we've got loads of space shove it over here type thing <laughs> right but canada's the second largest country in the world right it's not like it's short of 
of gaps. <laughs> We've got space, but we nobody wants, you know, a new landfill, right? If we can ship it away, like, mm. okay, bye garbage, one one environment anyway. For me, I, I, I'm an avid gardener and composter. So I saw, and I, and I looked after a teacher's worm bin. I mean, this is a big, really long story about how I, this is a long intro. Stay tuned, folks. We'll get to the story. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, as an avid gardener and composter, I, I saw garbage everywhere. I saw organic matter being thrown in the garbage and it's a resource. Mm. It's actually not garbage, right? It's 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 um it's something. It's just part of the cycle. Um, yeah, and I I looked after a teacher's bin in in 1993 when I bought my house, and had the opportunity to compost and everything. And a teacher friend was going away for the summer, and she said, "Can you look after my worms?" And I was like, "Ew, I don't want worms in my house. Gross." <laughs> no, I'm a worm farmer. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> You never know, right? You tr you do these things, and I I come from a, I'm I come from a space of I want to experience things. I want to try something. I don't want you to say, oh, you won't like that. Like, oh, thanks for saving me the time, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. I took on the challenge. I I had worms in my house for a summer. So this it was so the teacher was a she 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 was a worm farmer, or she just happened to have. A, a, a terrarium of, of of worms or what what was her relationship with the that sounds a weird phrase to use i don't think i've ever used that word what was her relationship with worms but you, you get my point <laughs> oh no it's a beautiful question yeah so she was a teacher um a, a school teacher and she had a worm bin yes in her right in her class as part of the lesson so if the, uh, the kids okay was had that been had that been her idea was it something that she brought into the school or was so she yes. that space okay yeah yeah is i know cool right and so but she was going away for the summer and needed someone to take care of her worm or her worm farm and i was like Ugh. i knew the value of the compost but i didn't want really want to look after the worms i just mm. wanted the end product um yeah so beautiful and and it was a it was a disaster by the way like that year was was horrible and i believe it was horrible because now it's my business now i when people say oh does it smell will i get fruit flies all of these things, I have all those answers. Mm. Yes, mm. Uh, and it, and we need it. You know, looking after our our food waste is one of the one of the easy ways that all of us all of us create food waste. So it's one thing that we can all do, either with worms or just composting if we have space mm. um, to look after to help mitigate climate change. So, so to just to make sure I understand it, because we we have a we have a, comp, a compost bin in our in our garden and we have a little um oh well they call little side one in the in the kitchen and you know all the waste and the peelings and the skins that we're not eating go in there and then that goes into the in the main bin and that sort of uh gets used throughout the garden and the rest of it what i'm hearing and i could be completely wrong is that by using worms you know it's fine if you've got a decent sized garden plenty of space but if you've got worms you don't need as much space to be able to process the the waste is it something like that Wow. Yes, and it can be it's done inside it's done in the house, mm. or it's done in the apartment so back to Toronto 6 million people in the in the greater Toronto area, half live in condos townhouses, without space to do outdoor composting. 
so they don't have that option. Mm. Um, and we now have an organic collection program, which is a boondoggle too, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> I think it's a big waste just trucking all the stuff around, you know, a mm. lot of money, fossil fuels, and then counting on people to do to put the right thing in there. Um, but that's that's another side issue. So doing this on our own, we're responsible. We it's what we eat. So it's we put the stuff in there, our scraps, you know, all of our peelings and our paper. So it's food scraps and paper in a container. Um, and then a specialty worm. The worms are staying in the container um, because they're they eat half their weight per day. They don't have eyes, no point going sightseeing, they can't see. <laughs> I got a million of them <laughs> and laugh at all you want. It's fine. And, you know, they're 90% moisture. So they require a moist environment. They, if they get out of the van, if they crawl out, it's because the conditions in are not mm. right. Mm. They're a living creature. So they breathe through their skin. They're very sensitive. Like they're super sensitive creatures. <laughs> oh, grow a thicker skin. They can't. <laughs> die yeah so <laughs> <laughs> right so when they crawl out of your bin it's maybe it's too acidic or it's too wet or there's not enough food or something's not enough or there's too much of something else mm. yeah, they're yeah. a great barometer and if it smells um the oxygen has been converted into methane it's now converted into gas it's a great science project um right so it's bad for us we can't breathe methane if you smell it that's now it's not air, it's not oxygen anymore, it's gas. So bad for us, bad for them, action is required. So so, so, the, so if you're in a, an apartment, a condo in, in downtown Toronto and you've got no space, so you, 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 you're using your food scraps into there, the, the worms are recycling, and is, is it just stay contained or is there a, is this being sent off to other gardens and, and being used outside elsewhere or is it just a self-containing Per permanently recycling process staying inside. yeah it's a permanently recycling process so the worms convert the food scraps and the paper and then their their poop is the is the fertilizer that the, all the brown beautiful material that looks like soil it is <laughs> right they're the soil makers and it doesn't smell like uh you know it's it's a beautiful thing you take that and you put that in your house plants if you have if you have potted plants and it goes, stand back as your, your orchids are more beautiful now and they're blooming longer. You can make a compost tea and like a liquid fertilizer and you can spray your plants. Um, you can use it in your outdoor, outdoor plants. Starting a worm composter in the fall is the perfect time because you've then you've got, it's a process, right? You, you don't get soil overnight. <laughs> uh, it, takes, it takes a few months and the worms will convert the material. So then by spring, You've got this beautiful black gold ready for spring planting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right in the UK and Canada, we have a short growing season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. So we need everything that we can, we all the ammunition we can have to have a beautiful harvest for the three months that we have our growing season, whatever it is. I know it's a bit longer, but <laughs> not much. <laughs> with similar climates so your, yours is just a little more extreme that's <laughs> in the winter um so i presume and presumably it's a case of you you can have whatever size you want uh, and there's a certain i'm guessing there's a certain worm to volume ratio that's ideal as you say it's going to go getting the balance right for the for the for the for the living creature 
Um, but I presume there's a, a suggested volume to, to, to worms, and, and but you can have as small or as large as you want, depending on your house, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's, it's the container. So the, the amount of worms determines how much food you can add in. Yeah. If you had a pound of worms, it's either a pound or half a pound. You do need a certain biomass. Yeah. Um, they eat about half their weight per day once they're, once they're established. So if you have a pound, half a pound of, pound of food waste per day or three to four pounds per week. And it's substantial if people are like, oh, I'm vegetarian or vegan, we create way more than that. Good. I mean, if all of your scraps right now are going in garbage or landfill, then at least you're managing some of your scraps. Mm. And you can always get more worms. You can have a bigger container or more, more levels. There are, there are um, beautiful systems. For the do-it-yourselfers, you can just get a tote, a rubber, you know, a plastic tote with a lid. Um, that's fine. Or for the you know people that want a system or something that looks more attractive since it's in the house, um, like I have one called the Living Composter and it's so beautiful. It's a stool. It looks like a stool. Comes in four colors so you can match your decor. If you can't decide, decide you can collect all four. <laughs> um, but the tower composters um, come and they have uh, holes in the bottom of each of the trays and they kind of operate the same some you know different features but for the most part you start with one tray you have your same same idea it's not that the system makes it work or not you still need to have the right environment so it's still your food scraps and paper and the oxygen and all those things you still need to tend to the worms they're living creatures okay um so you have your your bedding you're feeding your worms when the tray fills up you add the next tray on top and there's holes in the bottom so the worms migrate up to the next level right and then you're just feeding that on the top they they migrate and then they leave behind their black gold versus when you have a container you have to manually separate at one point you would have you know everything would be converted and you would have to be hands-on with the worms not everybody wants that <laughs> yeah uh, so um so and, and just to check did you did, and you said that as they roast these things they're releasing if things if the balance is right then they're releasing good good air into the room as well so it's giving us enriching energy or whatever it might be sort of purifying the oxygen and that sort of stuff is it so it's, it's helping us as well yeah it's aerobic versus anaerobic is mm -hmm. yeah aerobic meaning with oxygen versus anaerobic without oxygen it's not good or bad it's just smelly or not <laughs> so um so going back to the, the advert that you saw, where, how, how formed was your idea at that point and what came out of the consequence of the, the course that you went on? Yeah, it wasn't really at all. It was just, I thought, oh, worms for composting. It's a unique idea. You know, they'll probably let me into the course. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it was really through the whole process. It was a six month course. It was so beautiful. Yeah, six months. Um, we came, went, uh, I believe it was, was it, I think it was every, I think it was every day, Monday to Friday, like nine to 12 or something. Um, I, I, yeah, it was, it was quite intensive and we went through marketing and everything, every kind of aspect of business. It was a beautiful thing uh, for women. It was, it was kind of in a, it was it was interesting because it was uh, through Women's Center of, of York Region and 
And I had never heard of the Women's Center before, you know, I'm happily married, all of that. And what the Women's Center is, it's kind of for women that are having, you know, trouble, marital troubles or this, you know, survivors and stuff. And so people were looking at me like, oh, poor her, whatever. And I, I didn't understand because um, I came to the center through the educate the you know entrepreneur program and so I was laughing because I was like wow it's all perception I'm like no I'm, I'm still married to my first husband he's nice he, you know <laughs> and and so it's it's interesting how we perceive things like we how we automatically judge things like just by association when we learn something right mm -hmm. anyway so that that um, program was so beautiful and I've been able to give back to oh so during that program they had women entrepreneurs come in and and speak on those topics like they'd have a book a, a bookkeeper come in and talk about what you need to prepare and whatever um, you know things they don't really teach you in school by the way <laughs> about life um, and and about life even you know when you work on your own it's hard like like people are like oh being an entrepreneur it's so beautiful you're the boss yeah you're the boss but you got to be the the worker you're the worker bee too <laughs> you got all the hats <laughs> right at the beginning you're doing all the jobs you know it's not easy it's not for everybody and I would say if you want to be an entrepreneur you better love what you're doing because uh you're in it 24 7 that's what mm. you're doing now it's your life yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh... And I love my life. I, I, I feel like, you know, Andrew, I had a really cool life before because I was living my life. I traveled. I, my husband and I traveled for 13 months in Africa and Asia. We just like hoofed it with our 40 pound backpack. You know, we were 27. We, we had the world, you know, <laughs> like before cell phones and all of that stuff. We, like no one knew where we were. We didn't know where we were. <laughs> Right. That 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 really shaped me. I mean, that was like, wow, I was like, everybody should travel because then if you can travel with with somebody like we're, I'm still with that guy. If you can travel with somebody and be with them 24 seven for a whole year, I guess you can live together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. Uh, I mean, were you were you someone that always sort of had eyes on horizons going abroad, traveling, moving? Were you were your family sort of like getting out there or were you, were you bucking the trend by going abroad and doing things no nobody did what I did they were like when I was going traveling like people were like you're never this is these are your prime earning years you're never going to make that money back wow wow I was like oh I'm never going to get the experience that I'm going to get now and I you know I, I never again those expressions about uh like again it's different today but people used to say I'm going to travel when I when I retire I'm going to go and do all those things but for now I'm going to earn the cash I, mm -hmm. like money was 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 the the carrot the carrot was how much money how much stuff how much you know things and the more stuff you get the more weighed down you get the more stress you have you know, when you're when you're hoofing it and you have your back on your you're living life like every day is an adventure because you don't know. <laughs> so right? was, um, what was it about you that that went in a different direction? Yeah. How did that happen? I, I you know, I guess things early on, you know, I, yeah, I guess looking back now, you know, my parents separated when I was was seven and I was the only one now it's it's weird if your parents are together still but um, at that time, um, I felt like I was the only one that only had one parent and it was it was so I th so I think 
I don't know. I just was always outside. I've always was, I'm chatty Kathy, but I was, I was silenced as a child, you know, shh, kids are meant to be seen and not heard. So I, 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 I shut up. I was just like, in, I went inside and I guess I, I, I have no idea. I guess I, I really don't know what it was about me, but I, I really thrived on being different. I really thrived on just being ahead of, of not, not ahead of everybody. I just couldn't understand. Even today, I don't understand why people don't know what I know. Like we all have access to the same information, but we certainly receive different information. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes it's just because we have different interests, which is fair enough. And sometimes it's what we think we should know <laughs> as opposed to what we want to know you know well even even that you know I've done a lot of work like now I've done a lot of um work on myself you know a lot of soul searching and all of that stuff you know demon doffing and looking inside what do I want all those things <laughs> and I, I you know I laugh but I think it's important for us to really look inside and you know I'm 59 now I think finally you, you, you get to a point in life where it's about you, where it's not, you, you, you got to stop looking at, oh, what are the people going to think if I do this? What are they going to, it's, I, I always question, like, even as an entrepreneur, I question why, why do I do all these weird things and, and then get hurt when people question what I'm doing, like, ooh, worms in the house. And then I'm like, I'm, a, I'm like a worm. I'm super sensitive. I really am. Uh, I really am like so sensitive and, and I am like, ah, that's my superpower. That is my superpower now. Yeah, yeah. And, and now my gift to younger people is, you know, I do a lot of talking. I do a lot of workshops. I, I do go into schools and my, my goal is to help young women and men, young boys and girls, everybody just understand that, um, you know, I've had people, young girls say to me, oh, I'm, I'm so sensitive. Oh, I know I got to grow a thicker skin. They see all the lines that, what, that were fed. And then I say, thank you for, for sharing that. Please never say that again. Here's the thing. When, 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 like, what does it mean to be sensitive? It means we care, like sensitive, care, caring. So if you're too sensitive, that means you care too much. Couldn't the world use a little bit more too much caring? Like, I really don't see how that can be harmful, except for us, the harmful, like the super sensitive ones that are taking on all the worlds. So we need, we need camaraderie. We need people to go, it's okay that, it's okay, go ahead and cry, it's fine. It's a superpower too. You're cleaning your like, you know. I feel emotional. Just like I don't know why. I've, I've. It's this is a really a sensitive thing, especially during this harsh, cuckoo time that we're in. I I thought, oh, we're all locked down. This will give us time for pause, and we're all going to go in and and realize, oh, kumbaya, this will be great. And it, at the beginning, we were everybody was heroes. Remember the grocery clerks were heroes. We we're banging pots. We were clapping. We were cheering. We were. And now we're like curses. Now nah, they're not, you know, now and the, and the healthcare workers who have worked so hard, you know, to keep us safe and all that stuff. And but now people are so, so short with each other. We're just so judgmental and the vaccinated and unvaxxed and this and that and theories. It's just like, whoo, we, we don't know. We don't know. We, do, we have to just 
be gentle. We don't have to, but wouldn't it be a kinder place if we were just breathing and like being understanding where people come from different places? Mm. We have all had trauma. And we all experience things different. And some people have just squished it down. I believe, you know, when something happens to us, we go <gasps> and we, we have a, we take a deep in-breath. And if we don't manage that, it just gets suppressed and, and it becomes part of us. Mm. And then the next one goes on top and the next one and the next one. You know, when, when an, like, I'll let you talk in a second. <laughs> <laughs> in nature i'll use rabbits when rabbits are chased by a predator and if they if they happen to get away if they're lucky that they get away and escape because they're pretty good they always have an escape mechanism they get away quite a bit um they go into a they go under a tree or in hiding and they shake and they shake off that trauma like if they had words words they would say like wow i almost died I got to get rid of this, whoo, this energy. So they go and they shake it off. We don't do that. Mm. That that trauma, whatever it is, it can be something that may be seem small to some or, or it can be something horrific. Like there's a whole variety of trauma, all trauma nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. Ooh, this is heavy. <laughs> Analyzed and then patterns get built around that trauma to create certain ways of being and then we know don't shift or challenge or change those patterns of behavior because of the the root cause beneath it and so it just creates this sort of weird network of stuff and then we don't know why we do what we do but we don't challenge it so we just carry on doing it <laughs> and I right think we don't question it yeah and then it went you know sometimes it gets uncomfortable like we don't want to get emotional when we're talking about stuff mm -hmm. because we'll be judged as weak. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, well, what are people going to think if I show my heart on my sleeve? You know, I, I got to be strong. It's like, we do, we got to break down. We got to, you know, because when we deal with it, then it comes up and it's it, it's uncomfortable at that moment. And then we can, and then we can talk about it with that emotion yeah. and help somebody else. Yeah, I, 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 I smiled while you were talking. It's literally just because before, about half an hour ago I was, I was just saw a meme on on social media and um it was a cartoon and it someone said if i hit myself and it hurts am i strong or weak <laughs> wow <laughs> right my and, goodness and, that's perfect yeah the lockdown thing interesting as you, as you say I, I i'm totally with you I, I, I it felt at the time at the beginning this is a great opportunity for people to get deep um and reflect it and what i'm wondering is is what narrative are we hearing at the moment i i feel that there are a lot of people have had realization shifts and will do things but the but the 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 voices that we hear are those that have reacted against it so i'm i'm hopeful that there are still more people that have changed direction and yeah okay we've got lots of noise but there'll, there'll always be noise yeah. <laughs> um but that's all we hear because because the other people are sat there contemplating still going oh and we don't hear them as much yet <laughs> they're still in their heads they're still yeah. in their inside or, or getting connected and we'll yeah. notice the results of five years ten years time of what they then end up coming to do and we'll look back and go oh this happened because of what happened five six years ago i'm hopeful 
I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a process. It takes time. You know, somebody was saying uh, recently, I was talking to somebody and they said the people, not that they're most concerned about, but were people before COVID who were just skipping along, life was fine. They weren't really thinking, no planning. They just, you know, they got up, they did whatever they were doing, just started us skipping along. They weren't planning more than tomorrow or the next day. <laughs> you know, just kind of literally one day at a time, which it's fine. It's just, it's nice to have a bit of a vision for your life. A general direction. It's good. Think, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the right sort of area. And were you, and were you going back to the sort of sign, but we, we, the sensitivity and being too sensitive, too caring, that's always been you? That's been you? You've been sort of naturally empathetic and... and yeah connected to people right from as a child sort of yeah i i did uh, i had uh oh several volunteer you know i was going to say jobs but if they're the jobs are paid <laughs> um gigs i don't know uh what do you call it volunteer experiences uh, yeah. and i and i loved it like it was just you know i had uh an older woman i would go and do her grocery shopping that's how it started she needed somebody to shop for her so once mm -hmm. a, once a week i would go and shop and then and then uh she was a Scottish woman. She was like, I felt like uh, she was my personal grandmother. Then I became, uh, you know, then I started to clean her apartment. I didn't need cleaning because she was old Scottish woman. So it was like completely clean. I was just going to visit <laughs> and she would always make potato leek soup. And, you know, so like, I, yeah. And then I volunteered at a long-term care, you know, just playing uh, bingo and whatever with, with the seniors and, yeah, so just always wanting to connect. I just really liked, I, I really enjoyed hearing people's stories. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm the one even, yeah, even today, I'm the one at a, at a networking event or anywhere. If I see somebody, if I'm walking along the street and I see somebody that, that I see is in pain, I'm an empath, I can feel things. I'll actually go up to them and either just sit beside them <laughs> and, you know, send them energy because i'm all about energy and stuff um or or i'll just ask them hey are you okay you know you how's how's your day you know just connect with them look at them in their eyes mm. sometimes that's all it is sometimes we just need someone to see us yeah and i think that's that's the the psychoanalyzing you now but the the doing something different if you were hidden and and told her to you know seen not heard and all the rest of it and kept down but sometimes you just want to be seen then you're going to sort of you're never going to be someone that's going to create a rumpus you're not going to react in an aggressive way because that's not your nature but to go and do something different that's out of the ordinary that's good but different from what everyone else is doing you're going to get seen and people are going to ask questions and the rest of it i'm just wondering this it, yeah it's so it's really strange you know when you think about the path that I've chosen, I, I, I really dislike conflict. I really, mm. uh, I really am uncomfortable with conflict, but I don't back down from it. I don't allow, that's one of my, again, one of my superpowers is abuse of power. Like I don't allow, either I have to leave a situation or I have to change it because I, I can't just sit on the fence. I can't just watch. I have to Take you know you'll hold it within you and that's not going to be not going to serve you well so it's not going to serve need to be resolved yeah but isn't it interesting that i've chose something that is reviled like worms 
I'm asking people to have worms in their house. And I know people like I have a psych degree now. I've met so many people that as children, they were traumatized talking about trauma. They were traumatized by, you know, a schoolyard bully or a sibling with a worm after a rainy day. You know, somebody chased them around. Now, if you're afraid of something, you're not having it in your house. You're not even, you don't want to know. <laughs> and and the, the, the flip side, I, and it would be, there'll be the children that actually would be playing in the in the mud and the and the and, and getting close to the worms and and being happy with the worms but of course they then bring the worm home into the house and then the parents go get that horrible thing out of here and so those patterns start building at that's in that direction don't they yeah. Um, so many things yeah like worm is just a bad word like a computer virus a worm you know a sickness parasite worms you know all these worm is not just not generally something that you like can of worms yeah. <laughs> um, and worm was interchangeable with snake and dragon and those sort of things and um Levi, you know the, the evil creature type sort of things but uh, um the devil the devil is the serpent is the worm i mean right so i've chosen this thing i you know it's it's i think it's really fascinating how i i don't like conflict yet i'm asking people to do this thing so i do get challenged people mm -hmm. challenge me not so much now you know people are more aware when i started in 2002 my goodness it was it was uh it was really shocking i was actually quite shocked how um how comfortable people were just saying what they felt about worms like they would tell me these horrible things at my booth I you know I started when I started I, I thought everybody needs this this I, I was so naive when I started I just was like wow this is so great everybody needs what I have because I heard that a pound of worms and their descendants could transform a ton of organic waste in a year and that the average Canadian family produces a ton of organic waste so I was like oh, every Man, family problem. needs a there's a solution way we've got a business <laughs> right yeah I was just like everybody wow once I tell them like I'll be I'm so excited once I tell them they'll be like okay sign me up um <laughs> no not so much you know uh <laughs> then I realized wow people were are afraid of worms like I was until I realized you know, until I learned how beautiful these worms are, you know, I had that experience with the teacher. Mm. And I was like, I'm never going to do it again. Then I got the job at the group home and, and thought I had come home. And then the greenhouse manager said, Hey, why don't we do worm composting? Because I was like, because um, they produced all this, all this um, food waste. And they had 10 homes and a farm and they, they paid a lot of money, right? If you throw, if you have a, a garbage company come and pick up your food waste i mean you got to do it regular because it rots it attracts rodents it's you know it's it's the devil <laughs> um so yeah so i was like why don't they compost so i approached them about composting and the greenhouse manager said well why don't we do worm compost and i was like ah. you know i've ever done something where you're like oh that's no, I'm never doing that again. But somebody says, why don't we do that? And you get that feeling in your stomach, like, oh, no, it didn't work the first time. But I was like, hey, it's an institution. They're never going to do it tomorrow. They got to have meetings and, you know, find a budget and all that stuff. So I was like, uh, let me just research. I started to research these worms, like all the idea of vermi worm composting or vermicomposting. And I discovered the magic, like, uh, as I said, a pound of worms and their descendants could transform a ton of organic waste in a year. Each worm has five hearts. Wow. 800 to 1,000 worms in a pound. 
that's four to 5,000 hearts in a pound of worms. <laughs> it's a lot of love. They, re <laughs> they reduce the volume by about 80%, right? So we have this garbage crisis. They reduce the volume. So we now we have less garbage to contend with. Then I realized, oh, it's not garbage what they're creating. They're turning, they're like alchemists. They can convert the food scraps and the paper. They turn it into black gold. They turn it into something that's usable by the plant. It's plant food. So now they're turning it into the plant food. Now we can grow more nutrient-rich food. Hallelujah. Like our food is broken. Like it's fixing. a like, This little worm is fixing so many problems. And so that's why like I'm on purpose. But I chose something or was chosen by the worms. I feel like the head worm somehow, you know, I feel like I'm the spokesperson that needs like, there, not that there wasn't a market, there was. Um, it's just, I, 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 I don't know. It's, you know, I, I, I didn't come up with the idea. I was introduced to the idea and now I've taken it and marketed it and realized very early on that, wow, people don't want what I have. They need it, but they don't want it. And we don't buy what we what we need. We buy what we want. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really spinning spinning it a different way. Yeah. And so and, I do school workshops. <laughs> and, you know the the translating that into everybody else that runs a business that's not being a different sector is that key thing. Whatever we do, we well hopefully we're doing something we enjoy i mean <laughs> that would the, the core stuff should we should enjoy but we always get into that mind of oh what i what i do is amazing everyone's going to love it and then get really surprised when people don't just sort of come around and you know buy everything off the shelves or or, 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 or why why is there not a queue running around the block for me you know um but exactly what you say there is we've got to be thinking about what they're thinking how they are and what it is that they know and understand and what they're looking for and what they want uh, as opposed to what we know they need <laughs> um, yeah and and that's that applies to any business you know that's that's not, not yeah i mean it's marketing it really comes down to marketing look at the successful companies they're not the best the healthiest the the best product they're not any of those things mm. necessarily necessarily yeah it's, 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 not, it's they're not there's not a correlation that's a key thing um so so with Tell us about the worm business itself in terms of on the business side of it, because obviously you, you came out of the, of the program, you, ha you had the idea, you started talking about it and, and having the stands and that kind of stuff. Where, where did the actual business, how did that grow, go, develop in and of itself? Yeah, process. Anyone, any entrepreneur listening that started with a kernel of an idea, you know, it, it ends up being other things. So so I've got several, several strands. Um, that I do. I mean, that with the worm business, I sell worms by the pound. It's not the best idea. I should have sold the compost, but I didn't have a business background. Remember, I mean, I, this is all I, I kind of was really recreating the whole thing. Today, I would say, you know, for people starting out, you really need to um, find out how to do a business so that you're not wasting your time. I'm not that I, you know, I, it was all learning. I was just doing the whole journey. I was just living all the way along a magic carpet ride. I just think I could have made a bigger impact. You know, I'm 20 years in almost now. Uh, next year will be my 20th anniversary. Mm -hmm. How exciting. I know, thank you. Um, I, I, I learned early on that people didn't want what I had. So what? how am I gonna, 
how am I going to put worms? My goal, my mission still is to put worms in every living space, every house, every classroom, every business, everywhere, every community center, worms everywhere. So we're eating an apple. We have the apple core. We're like, oh, where's the worm bin? We toss it in. Boom. It's managed there. Um, right. That so that it becomes a household word. I hope it happens in my lifetime. I really, really do. Because it's just a beautiful thing. You know, it's just, we need food. We need, we need live plants. So it's just like creating this wonderful cycle and it's coming. Mm -hmm. So I, so I started to do school workshops. I'm chatty Kathy for a reason. And I really have come to terms with being silenced as a child. I was like, thank goodness I was silenced because now I have all these words. I have all these words that have to get out, like decades of words that I, were, I was just silenced. <laughs> and now I have, now I'm able to, you know, I'm, I'm, I took improv. I, 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 I took, I, I took, took a stand-up comedy course. I love laughing. I love, I have no fear of public speaking. Like that's what people are afraid of speaking. I love it. Like, like during this cuckoo time again, now we're getting comfortable on Zoom. We have the technology. Everybody's had to pivot or be left behind. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm a pivoter. I'm, I'm, I've, I guess I've always been like, I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm divinely guided somehow. I, I, I pick up on, on what the universe puts down. And I know that might sound woo to some people, but I pay attention. I pay attention to things. I don't even have a cell phone. So when I, so I'm totally connected without being connected. You know, I, I do have a laptop or whatever. Here we are on Zoom. <laughs> um, woo -woo -woo. You know, it's like when I, when young people, when I meet young people and they're like, when I say, uh, oh, I don't have a cell phone. Cause like, can you text me or whatever? I'm like, I've never texted. <laughs> they stop breathing for a second when they compose themselves. They're like, how do you, how do you, how do you survive? Like, what, how do you function? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I eat, I sleep. I. <laughs> how, how do you arrange to meet people and things like that? You know, uh, called a phone. <laughs> right, leave a message. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> My landline that lets attached to the wall. <laughs> just just going to go it with. Keeps it. ringing. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, again, I just I'm just imagining a situation where we managed to do this podcast without you using a laptop and just being connected in a way and just your words just coming through. <laughs> that would have been an impressive. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, so um so yeah so i mean so you, you said that you've seen a shift and a change in, in terms of of uh, people's perceptions and obviously you've been instrumental in getting some of that message out um what shifts and changes have you seen and how far have you seen your message go are you yeah, yeah thank you that's beautiful well early on i started to do school workshops and I was like, oh, now I just have to wait for the kids to have 20 years, like buying power, 20 years, and they'll be, they'll be have houses of their own. <laughs> and it's happening. Oh, I, I, I still exhibit, um, you know, not so much in, in COVID starting again now, but um, yeah, I was doing about 200 events a year. So getting my message out that way, I chose media. So I've had hundreds of articles, TV, radio, and now during this time, podcasting. Um, and I'm meeting um, students that were in my, you know, that would come up to me at events and they'd say, you came, because over 75,000 students have seen my presentation. And um, it's so moving. I just, I just love it. It's so, uh, it's so heartwarming. I have to tell you, it's what keeps me going. 
when these people come up to me, because sometimes really it's like, why am I doing what I'm doing when there's so many detractors as an empath, as, as a super sensitive entity, I have such a huge cheerleading force, but that one person that says, who do you think you are? Or, you know, you know, what is whatever you worms or some, something that tries to knock me off my perch. They do, they're successful. And I do get in my, you know, oh, man, what, what that one person, how can, you know, not quite like that, but, you know, it does take me back a bit. Um, and I don't know why it's human nature. I, I'm, I'm hoping people listening are like, oh, good. That's, that's what happens to me. Not all good because now it's like, oh, okay. It happened. And it happens to everybody, by the way, just sometimes um, people don't ever share that. <laughs> Degree. um, degrees of impact and, and right and were you yeah. i mean if someone just said no i'm not interested but thank you very much would you still sort of react to that or is it only those that actually actively detracted and tried to sort of denounce what you were doing uh no if people no i don't mind if people don't want to do it i came up with this expression without awareness action is impossible and it had to do with my worm business. If you don't know that you can have worms in the house, you're not calling me. <laughs> it's bad for business. <laughs> so I, I really just want people to know, you know, because I was meeting people who said, oh, I lived in a condo for 10 years. I didn't know I could have, you know, manage my waste. Mm. Um, and I and I think it's, it's when we're aware of these things, you know, like... I, some of my customers, uh, it's not just for apartment dwellers. If you live in a house, you're, you're welcome to have worms too. <laughs> every, every living space, I believe you said. that's the... Right, every living space, <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, when people say, oh, I lived in a house and I had a composter and whatever, and now I moved into a condo and I can't, I, so I, I feel bad every time I go to put my, my food down the, down the chute or you know, in the garbage, I feel bad and I go good because it's when we're feeling bad that if we don't take action, if we if we're aware of something, we're like, oh, oh, this bugs me when I do this, and you keep doing it, then sickness is coming because you're going against yourself. Cognitive dissonance in psychology is what it's called, where your mind is like, or your body's like, I really feel like I need to do this, but you're choosing this path, and that goes with a lot of areas in our life, where you know. I'll use parents. They might say, oh, I really want my son or daughter. What I want my children to be successful doctors, I'll say, or lawyers or whatever. So they push them in that area and, and they do, you know, being compliant, wonderful children. They want, you know, their parents are paying for their education. So they have to do what they say. And, and I think that that might go against them. They might want to be a musician or something, but it's like, oh, you know, you don't want to be a starving artist. <laughs> <laughs> right all back to again all the programming like so much programming that it's just like and it's not their fault our parents are only doing the best that they know yeah yeah and it's, it's back to those patterns again it's their patterns that pass down and pass down and pass down and patterns are generations deep that these things can uh, you know and, and another expression that i love is one life to live no one life to die we have every day, we live every day. We have a whole, like lots of lives to live. One, we die once yeah. in this life. So, <laughs> you know, like live your life. Don't live your life for someone else. Mm. Do what you want and have enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, like if have good moments every day, because if you're, if you have more joyful moments 
every day, then your life is joyful. Mm. Wherever you are, be, you know, be grateful. And because we've all got stuff and there's, you know, we all have stuff that's going on and some people are in worse situations than others. And I get it. There's always something that we can be grateful for and other people that are in worse situation than us. Mm. We can always be grateful. And, and there's always someone we can help. And, 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 and one of the great ways when you're not in a great, good position is actually to help somebody else. Beautiful. And That's beautiful. It becomes a, benefit, a, a virtuous circle. You know, you feel better, you get better, they get better, they feel better, and then they help. And it just, if it keeps going, there's no end. Ah. A great way of, of um, moving forward if you're not feeling good is just sort of, well, don't worry about my own stuff. Let's, let's see if I can help somebody. Don't worry. Yeah, that's right. If you're, yeah, if you're like, ah, I'm so feeling so desperate, then it's not about you. Go help somebody else then. Do something for something. I love that. That's so beautiful. Even if it's just connecting, right? Because during this time, especially. Well, like you said earlier on, you know, just sitting down and talking to somebody and them being seen, that 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 can be massive. Yeah. That person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's so a bit, well, a bit more on worms when we go on to the stuff. But um, so I'm in the UK. Um, I, I if if I wanted to have worms in my house, what would I do? Do you know, and I don't expect you to know about the UK, but in principle, is it, is it something that most countries have? Well, I'm looking for worm farms, worm bins, worm. Is that, and there's absolutely, a, just, absolutely, it's a global, international thing. And uh, yeah, UK has uh, worm growers uh, for sure, and and Europe there's growers. Um, yeah, all over. Yeah, just about every country has has worm growers. You got to just suss them out, like we're underground. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but is, is it stuff I can buy on Amazon or do I have to go and find a worm farmer and get stuff? Oh, come on, Amazon. Don't give them a plug. <laughs> you know, principle of a general, generally for sale. Yeah, buyer beware, I guess, on Amazon. I would I would uh, look for uh, I would look for a, a cert, not certified, but I would look for a, a red wiggler grower, like a, a worm, a composting worm grower. Um, just because then they know what they're doing. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's an industry that you can be cheated if, if people want to cheat people, you can, because you're, nobody knows what a pound of worms looks like. Yeah. Right, and you're not going to weigh them out or whatever. And yeah, so, you know, that, that was one of the reasons why I started selling worms by the pound. Because I got cheated when I started, I was like, oh, I'm going to start a worm business. And I bought worms from two worm suppliers, five pounds of worms from two suppliers. And the first package that arrived, the package didn't even weigh five pounds. Okay. Um, so I was like, um, if, you're gonna, package... if you're going to fake it, at least put some something in there to lift the weight up a bit. You know? <laughs> that, that's, that's what I thought. I, I mean, I was like, if the, bo like the box and everything doesn't even weigh five pounds, how I can't have five pounds of worms. It's, I mean, I'm not good, that good at math, but I, that I know. <laughs> well, that one <laughs> <laughs> so I weighed them out and I had less than two pounds of worms, actual worms. And, I, and they were a lot expensive. And so I called up the supplier and I said, I think there was a mistake. Um, I, I got less than two pounds of worms. So rather than um, send me another shipment of worms, she, she refunded my money. 
So that was how she operated. My second package arrived because I was like, let me see what two different suppliers do. The package weighed, weighed a lot. I mean, it, I didn't even have to, I didn't weigh, I didn't weigh out the, I didn't count out the worms because the box was like, it was the right amount. <laughs> it just felt right. So um, yeah, that's why I started my worm business. So I would say if somebody's going to do this, make sure that, get, let go to a, a reputable dealer. Mm. Mm, fair enough. But they're yeah. around. So it's just jump on the, I was going to jump say jump on Google to have a look, but then I'm plugging Google, so you can't win. <laughs> Support local, though. Support local, yeah. though. It's got to be yeah. local on a farm thing. Um, okay, and then you mentioned other things as well. So, so sprouts. Yes. And and we need to be clear: it's not Brussels sprouts, is it? <laughs> no, these are these are like um, these are mung beans. The the ones the main ones that I have are called uh, be, like bean sprouts. And so sprouts are simply just the process of germinating a seed or bean. So just adding water, like, yeah. And then once it starts to grow, now it's a sprout and, and you eat it as it is. Um, the why you want to eat sprouts. Oh my gosh, 2002 was a big year. Um, the, my very first event that I was exhibiting at, there was a gentleman there, uh, an older man, and he had this sprout grower. It looks like a spaceship. <laughs> It's a little plastic thing. It looks the size of a dinner plate and it looks like a spaceship, plastic dome. And it was flying off the shelf. Ha ha. <laughs> and <laughs> when there was a break in the audience, I didn't know anything about sprouts or sprouting. When there was a break in the audience, I said, what is that thing? And he said, uh, it's a sprout grower. And he's, and I was like, you know, what's that? So he said, it's, you know, to grow sprouts. What are that? What are they? So they, so sprouts have fiber, protein, minerals, like it's food. Sprouts are just food, um, raw food. You eat them raw for maximum benefits. They're hydrating, juicy, um, alkalizing. So a lot of disease takes place in an acidic body. So on the pH, um, sprouts are alkalizing food. So you want to have more of those in your diet versus like fried food would be acidic. Coffee is acidic. So those things are acidic. Um, citrus, acidic. <laughs> um, what I say, um, hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative. So Alzheimer's is a degenerative disease. Sprouts are regenerative. So helping to fortify ourselves. Uh, hydrating, alkalizing, regenerative, biogenic. So life force giving. I have tons of energy. I've been eating, eating sprouts for 19 years. Sprouts are part of my health plan. I start my day with two tablespoons of the sprouted mung beans, first thing in the morning for the enzymes. The digestive enzymes help the, the rest of our food process be processed properly. And if we're not eating raw vegetables or sprouts, as we, with our, as we eat with our food, um, as we age, we start to get digestive issues. And we may go to the doctor and the doctor might prescribe enzyme pills. So instead of taking a pill, which is, you know, it's fine if that's what you want. Um, there's no magic pill, though, by the way. <laughs> like, I believe that natural is better. Yeah. Um, that's that's my, 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 my way <laughs> of, of functioning. Um, yeah, so why not eat the, eat, the, um, eat the sprouts? So anyway, Tony is the gentleman who designed this sprout grower. So uh, up to the hundred, um, yeah, 
yeah, the, and the enzymes. Yeah, so I think, um, so he said to start my, start your day with two tablespoons. So that's what I do. And I was 10 years in every year, every day for, it's been almost 20 years now. And I'm super healthy. I said at the beginning, 59, high energy, no health, health issues, take no prescription drugs, no multivitamin. I grow my multivitamin in the sprout grower. Three mm. tablespoons of, of beans turns into two cups of food, which is enough for one week for you know one person if you were doing it every day. So you, so what you do, you grow your, you know, your two cups worth, and then you put them in the fridge and then you eat them first thing in the morning. So, so and it's, 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 it's essentially a supplement many in today's terminology you're not doing, yes it's not like your entire meal is purely sprout based it's just like scatter it over as you say a couple of tablespoons in the morning maybe a bit later on with some something but it's it's there to to get the microbiome going get the the, the enzymes going so that you've you've got the base there for everything else to work properly from there yes absolutely but it is food too so you know about yeah, so I started to sell the Sprouter. I was at an event and Tony is, he was 72 when I met him. <laughs> He's 92 now. He's a ballroom dancer, professional ballroom dancer. So, so at 72, you know, one of those ballroom dancer bodies, um, attractive old man, 72, you know, in his, in his proper suit, like he was dressed, very gentleman um, and super healthy at 92, still very healthy vibrant dynamic and living on his own still drives still works in the business i mean if that's not a testament um i, I really don't know what is you know and people are skeptical people are very skeptical life so I, I would see him at shows and i'm sure people thought i was a plant haha <laughs> sprouts living food <laughs> don't you love my lines <laughs> you know he would have a booth i would have a booth and i would run over and say to people he was talking to you should get one of those because it's great so i'm sure they thought you know he was paying me to say those things he mm. was not i just you know i loved it so i don't know why but in 2012, he would he said to me, hey, why don't you sell the Sprouter and beans with your worm business? And I was like, oh, my gosh, why don't? Good idea. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> can you can you use the fertilizer from the, the worms and to to the into the beans? Is it? A, it's, it's, no, it's no, it's a whole separate thing. It's hydroponic. It's just with uh, water. It's just a little um, and it works overnight. It's super fast. It's separate, although it is food. Um, but yes, you could use the, um, the the worm compost if you were growing microgreens, if you were growing your sprouts in good. soil. I thought there might be a natural sort of synergy in that way sort of thing. But yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time you come around, have a go at that one, do that one. That would be easier marketing probably. Because <laughs> I would have my booth. It was really funny when I started out. Like marketing really isn't my thing. I'm just like... I guess I'm, I'm, I'm pretty enthusiastic about what I do and I love it and I'm passionate. Like here I am 19 years in and still, I still feel like a kid in a candy store talking mm -hmm. about what I'm doing. And when I, you know, anyway, so I would have my booth and I would have my sprout growers on one end and I would have like worm stuff on the other end. So kind of like an invisible barrier. <laughs> and then I, my sign, I didn't even have a sprout sign. It would just be worm, Kathy's Crawley Composters and the worm. And so people would be looking, you know, from afar and then they'd come forward and they'd be like, um, and then I'd be sampling too, <laughs> sampling the sprouts. <laughs> so people would go, um, 
is this like is this the sprout is this the worm composter here uh, and and uh, yeah so it was completely and so then i'd say no it's it's a sprout grower would you like to sample them <laughs> but some of the medicinal things you're eating worms is that <laughs> yeah it was just the whole thing was really odd if you didn't know about worm compost oh, yeah. or sprout growing here i am with my sprout or my worm bit my worm and i had kathy's crawly composter shirt so everything was worms and then here food <laughs> they're eating yeah your, everyone's happy um and, and so you know and and one of those sprouters is that kind of all one person needs for the for the for the yeah or do you have several well, well it depends you know like uh now so i was so i started selling it in 2012 and i only had mung beans i mean i only used mung beans for 10 mm. years i didn't uh, even though i said i needed variety and all that stuff i guess not in food because of how Tony, how I received the message from him, I got it when he when he said, start your day with this, I, I heard the message. And that's what I did. I followed the instructions, even though I, you know, I was like, I do what I'm told when it serves me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, I don't do what I'm told all the time. When it feels right, do it. <laughs> when, it, when, it, when it feels right you know so I, so tony said start your day and i did because i was like look at you i want to i want to live to 72 and look look mm. like you right like he was super healthy anyway so for 10 years um i just did the the mung beans and so when i started selling it i only sold mung beans and and so people would say well what else can you sprout and i i, I said i don't know <laughs> unfortunately well no i was going to say unfortunately i can't lie no that's not true it's a good thing that's a good trade um so i was like i don't i don't know i've only done mung beans the next statement out of their mouth would be don't you get sick of mung beans and i'd say my response to that was no like would you get sick of having tons of energy and feeling great mm. oh and then i'd say maybe people love their story <laughs> oh i'm so tired right. oh oh my stomach's hurting <laughs> did you have any mung beans like did you have any sprouts for the enzymes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think um people people end up getting defined sometimes by their i don't want to say misery that's going maybe going a bit too far but <laughs> they identify with that kind of uh the 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 day-to-day -day grind so it feels like it's an a badge of honor to have a bad day misery loves company isn't that one of the expressions yeah. yeah what about what about uh joy or whatever i don't know there must be a an, another example on the other side like maybe misery does but don't don't draw don't drag me down <laughs> well laughter is contagious i think that's probably the right laughter is yeah that's right like yeah so it's it's interesting it is the, if we look at the news if we look at how society is i i really think it's part not that i'm a, a theorist i'm not but i do believe that the negative has so much power, like the news is negative and it, it kind of, you know, people tell their story that it's like, oh, you think that's bad. And then, mm -hmm. you know, then we can, can all can commiserate instead of going, oh, guess what happened to me? Oh, guess what happened to me? And it feels like you're bragging, but imagine if everybody's talking about all the great things, oh, this great thing happened. Wow, that grace, this great thing happened to me too, you know, and then you're just like, you're all buzzing because it's just like, whoa, how cool, look at all the great things. And then I help that person and then oh, that person helped that person and then woo, and it's a ripple up instead of like everyone being like, oh, 
Oh, let's, oh, I, I gotta leave now. I gotta go. This is too sad. <laughs> yeah. It's that, energy. And, and, yeah, I think, and, and well, you, you'll know from your stuff as well, but obviously the, the brain is is geared to look for the dangers and the fears first. That's the, the prime objective. So we are switched on faster to negative things and and the media use that either deliberately or or, or, or organically, but that's the way, that way it comes about. So we, we react stronger and faster to the things that are a, a risk, a danger. So we survived. Um, but um, but yeah, in this society, that's not a that's not a healthy pattern to be in because you're just constantly hitting the rock the, the negative button all the time and it needs if you to... listen to the news like I, I mean if you listen to the news first thing in the morning some people put on the news and then they're you know getting their breakfast or doing their thing but if you hear all those horrible you know all the negative things that are going on and they tell you all the details it's not like they just surface like skim the surface oh this horrible thing happened no it's like this horrible thing happened and then boom 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 here are the here are the gory things and sometimes they show you imagery if you're watching it's just you can't unsee it mm. and so you start your day on that jangled energy like you're already stressed now like yeah. your cortisol's spiked and and you don't even know your heart rate's beating faster and you don't you don't even know you think it's the caffeine but it's the combination maybe <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely you know like we really i i think we really need uh, and i thought again during this time that we that would give us pause we don't need to watch the news to learn how the traffic is because we're not going anywhere but in fact it's, it's the only connection people have had and people have been watching the news more uh and and you know, there's, it's been a, I don't, know, I don't know what it's like, the news is like in Canada, but here we've, I've seen a big shift recently as things have opened up. The the fear message has dropped down a little bit, but the lack message is very strong now. So we're we're running out of HEV drivers. We're running out of food. We're running out of this. We're less of this, less of this. And, and so it's just sort of a, uh, a lack mentality is just being inveigled through everybody at the moment. Well, I better, better not do anything because there's not enough dot, dot, dots around mm. that might be. Um, so it's sort of hitting people in a different way. Still uh, fear though, right? Still, still... Fear, for sure. Yeah. It's just a different nuance. Yeah. Um, I better not go outside because I'll die. And it turns into, I better not do anything because there isn't enough of dot. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's still sort of having the same result. Uh, yeah, supply chain, the yeah. grocery store is going to empty, food prices <laughs> soaring. <laughs> right, so so listening to that, and, and some people listen every hour to the news. Oh, like, yeah. it doesn't change, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's reinforcing the message, you know, six times a day, and it's sort of like... <laughs> so imagine listening to a beautiful podcast like The Tinkle Zone <laughs> and learning what cool people are doing, like... <laughs> present company you are good at marketing <laughs> <laughs> i clearly am andrew i mean you know you don't stay in business 20 years i've seen so many people come and go i and i'm not undermining i i, I get now i really am stepping into my my power um I, I, somehow I mark it. It's a subliminal message that I just yeah, like, absolutely. I get in there just because people like me and we only buy from people that we like. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. If you're, if you're out there talking and your passion's coming through, people are going to connect and, and, and it will make, and, and just to sort of say, cause we talked earlier on about the, the reverse of the, uh, the vicious cycle of, of misery likes company is of course that uh, laughter is contagious. Uh, and of course, so laughter yoga is your other, other strand of the triumph 
triumvirate or whatever it might be. So uh, how did you get into laughter yoga? So laughter, thank you. Oh, maybe my most, most important piece again for this crazy time we're in. Um, so laughter. Oh, laughter saved me and helped me stay in my worm business. Wow. Uh, so around, uh, it was probably 2012, 2013, uh, one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. And it really hit my heart. And I was just like, I thought it took me a long time to get the message that people didn't want what I had. <laughs> I still thought, oh, they want it. They want it. I'll, I'll get those people. I'll meet them. Or I thought I could convert them because I was so passionate. But, you know, some people were too far away. They would get there eventually, but they're too far for now for me to be in business. Um, and I just was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to put worms in every living space if people are still saying, ooh, if you're saying, ooh, you're not hearing me. You're not like, even if you're not doing it, I don't care, but you're not you're not hearing that you need to. So. Um, I was ready to doff my business. I was like ready to get a job. Oh, who would have me? <laughs> Probably not really. Like maybe I'm just saying that flip it. I'm not sure. I was feeling something like this isn't working. It's too hard. I got to change. And then I was at a at the business center again, at the women's center for a conference. And the, the first speaker was a laughter yoga person talking about a five minute intro to laughter yoga. And I was like, huh. Oh, what's that? I don't even do yoga. I still don't do yoga. A bit of an anomaly to call it yoga really, isn't it? But, um, but yeah. It, yeah, it really is. It, 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 it kind of is doing it a disservice, I think, but there is a yoga part to it. Um, anyway, uh, so I was like, that's interesting. And that same week, again, I, I, I've, I've said all along during this uh, interview, but I, I, I pay attention to the signs. That same week, I was at a network, a business networking event, thousands of thousands, hundreds of people, I should say thousands. <laughs> it was a concert. <laughs> we all believe you, you know, it's fine. Well, then you can't lie. <laughs> hundreds of people, really hundreds of people. It was a big one. Um, and the very first woman I met was a laughter yoga teacher. Uh, and, <laughs> and I was like, wow, laughter yoga is mainstream. And she said, no, it isn't. So we trooped around together because I was like, if I hear something twice in one, one week that I had never heard of before, it's mainstream to me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we went around, asked everybody, nobody had heard of it. And, and her club happened to be in the same, like walking distance from where my mother-in-law lives. Right. Lived. And I loved my mother-in-law. She just passed. But um, so we would go to laughter yoga. We would go out for dinner and then go to laughter yoga. We had a date night. It was so much fun. So beautiful. She would always say, we better not have garlic because you know, you're laughing. Ha ha ha. And it was so much fun. This, her club was at one of the busiest areas in Toronto. Condos, like tens of thousands of people lived in, you know, walking distance to this club. She had to close the club after a couple of months because not enough people came. Mm -hmm. And I was sad. I was like, oh, look at like, look at all these condos. They just don't know. Or they would come like 10 or 20 people would come. They would come. Um, anyway, she, so I said, I want to be trained. So I got trained as a laughter leader. I loved it so much. I be tra became trained as a teacher. So now I, I train teach, I train leaders. Uh, so there's different, different levels, like, like all of these things. And now, oh my gosh, I'm a laughter ambassador, um, you know, 
dubbed that by the uh, the founder of Laughter Yoga himself. And let, let me tell it, to, uh, listen, to, listen, let me listen. Let me talk about <laughs> uh, what Laughter Yoga is. So it was created in 1995 by a medical doctor, Dr. Madan Kateria um, in, in India. Um, he was writing an article about laughter and as he was researching, came across all this research about laughter is the best medicine. We've all heard that expression, mm. back to us expression that's, that I've plopped throughout this thing. <laughs> um, laughter is the best medicine. It really is. And so there's all kinds of research for anybody that needs research. I, I clearly don't. I just, um, I'm just driven by whatever I, I'm led by. And so he was like, if, if laughter is the best medicine, well, why don't we just laugh instead of taking antidepressants and, you know, doing other things? Um, so he went to a part, you know, tried to get people in India, only could find five people. Can you imagine only five people? <laughs> so I don't feel bad that I could only find a few people too. <laughs> so they started telling jokes at a park. Started with five people and then every day, you know, people would come, so more people laughing. So they laughed together for two weeks telling jokes and then the jokes started to become off color about mm -hmm. somebody or about a situation. Not funny for everybody, not cool. So then the, the people were like, no, we don't, this isn't fun anymore. This isn't, we don't want this. So he said, okay, come back tomorrow. I don't know what we'll do. And then I guess he went home and thought about what, what can we do? He got a download and said, hey, why don't we just act like kids? Why don't we just laugh? And so he started to camp, come up with all these games and his wife is a yoga teacher. So that's the yoga part. So laughter yoga in essence is laughter exercises. It's a cardiovascular, cardiovascular workout. 10 to 15 minutes of sustained belly laughter is equivalent to 300 sit-ups, 30 minutes on a rowing machine. It's the deep diaphragmatic breathing. So the yoga part is the practice of laughter and it's the deep breathing. Um, and the gentle movement. So there is movement, but it's not doing yoga poses per se. Um, yeah, so it's, it, you know, as a laughter leader, kids don't need priming, but there's clapping and chanting. So when you're clapping, you're clapping palm to palm so you can activate the meridians um, and gives us something to do. Again, for adults, we're very serious. We're all in our head and it's weird. Even as a natural laugher, um, going to a laughter club was odd for me. I was happy to come with, go with my mother-in-law and then we could be there weird together. Like, oh, this is odd, <laughs> but oh, well. And then at the end, you feel so great after laughing and just playing, you know, it's just like the mind might be weird. Like you might get that voice in your head saying, what are you doing? This is weird. You look odd, like, stop it. Because the ego's trying to keep you safe, right? You don't, you know, don't look ridiculous. You gotta, you know, you know, don't look ridiculous. Like, and laughing out loud, you look ridiculous. <laughs> um, but your body is the feeler. So as soon as you, as soon as you smile, in fact, you send a note to the brain, hey, I must be happy because I'm smiling. So you start secreting the love drugs, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphin. Yes, have you had your daily dose? <laughs> right? So here's the thing about laughter. I, th I think really think the main thing, well, it's connection and whatever, but is the breath. But we can live without food or water for a few days. 
Mm. We, we, we would probably be grumpy and uncomfortable, but we could do it. We can only live without oxygen for a few minutes. <laughs> Depending how well, how long you can hold your breath, that's how long you can live without oxygen. Um, and then our body starts shutting down, right? To, to keep your brain alive, right? Organs start stopping. <laughs> I guess the organs stay, whatever. Okay, so we can only, so laughter forces us to, I like that sounds harsh, that sounds aggressive. Laughter encourages us <laughs> to inhale, right? You can't just ha ha ha. You have to, like you're with your friends and you're laughing. <laughs> and your belly's hurting and your cheeks are hurting and your tears are streaming down your, your face. Those are, those are the laughter muscles. When your cheeks hurt and your belly hurts, that's so beautiful. That means you, you've laughed. You know, that's good. You, those are the laughter muscles. Um, yeah, and so it forces us. You know, our brain, our brain requires 25% more oxygen than the rest of our body as an operating principle. So when we're, when we're stressed, we're not breathing properly, right? Because we don't need our brain. We're, we're going into fight, flight, or freeze. So blood, lymph, oxygen leaves our brain so that it can nourish our, you know, so it can go to the organs so we can, and our muscles, so we can run away or fight or whatever we have to do. Um, so what, so when we're stressed, we're not breathing. Our body's not getting what it needs. For sure, our brain isn't ever lost your keys and you're like flapping around you're like ah where are my keys i gotta go <laughs> you're never finding your keys in that state because you're you've you've gone into you know you're not breathing so your brain's like i know where they are but i'm literally being deprived of oxygen <laughs> so you need so next time it happens um i'm sorry i can't stop you from losing something <laughs> but here's a tip next time you're you know lost your phone your glasses keys whatever it is um, your lunch. <laughs> um, that's maybe a different thing. Loss. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, stop, you know, take a breath, laugh it off, apologize to all the people you just yelled at. And then your keys, glasses, phone will be right there. You know, ah, oh, there they are right there. Because yeah. you're, you know, you'll oxygenate your beautiful brain. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> obviously spoke when we uh, we first introduced each other before the podcast but I, I i i started going to laughter yoga about three or four years ago but it was one of those things i'd seen something about it on the telly i'd seen some report on it and i and it was just one of those things of hang on i run a business called business enjoyment i i, I can't let that go and not find <laughs> out something about it and and it's hard to where i am it was hard to track down any clubs there's there's two relatively near and I say relative, each one's like 45 minute drive away or something, but it's, it's, mm. it's they're, they're only two in the, in the county kind of thing. And it's, it's, it was, you know, it's not like there's one on every doorstep. You've got to hunt for them around here. Um, so there's not many around, but it started going and, and yeah, it, it, it's, it, you do have to get over yourself. Um, so it's great for, for breaking down those inhibitions. Um, but yeah, everything you said, it's sort of, well, this sounds really obvious, but it actually isn't but it's fun <laughs> you know you're you're laughing and and a number, a number of the exercises that um you alluded to there is sort of recreating in your mind that, oh something horrible's happened let's laugh at it so it's as well as as 
retraining the, the the brain to sort of or, or getting when that actually happens that you can start thinking it also changes our our reaction to bad situations which i'm guessing may have happened with you with the, the worms as well much so when something bad happens if we can train ourselves to say okay well we can laugh at that that's okay <laughs> then it makes us more use the the inward of resilience or whatever we want you know and, and we can get through stuff a lot better as well um, absolutely resilient is exactly it it gets us out of stress out of stress and into action mm. which is where we need to be you know the uh, here comes another one knowledge is power knowledge is power it's useless without action <laughs> yeah. knowledge is just information it's not it it doesn't change anything on its own action is required after you have the knowledge yeah no it's um it's uh it's it's Something I recommend everybody does. <laughs> yes, and, and <laughs> give it a go because it's um, if you can you can find it and such. It's it's everybody's welcoming, and you've just got to do some silly games. And it's like being a kid again. And you say all the benefits that you talk about. What's what's the worst that can happen? Because you're only going to look stupid to the people who are doing stupid things. So, <laughs> right, we're you're all in the club together, and that's why the club. Because somebody will trigger somebody else in a good way. Triggers a bad word now today too. Yeah. But, you know, you'll be like, ha ha ha! It's contagious again in a good way. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think it was like the third or fourth time I went that they'd got the local television uh news channel to come and video us so we're all doing the sort of um wrap up at the end we're all lying in a circle and just laughing without just, you know just being in your own space and just letting the laugh come naturally and then by the end of it everybody's laughing without any uh, action sort of thing and that was all being videoed and then stuck on their website and on television and everything ah oh, right on all people can see us but that's okay we're in it and it was fine it was good Oh, <laughs> uh, so you know, before COVID, I was going into long-term care and and I was doing a bit of stuff with laughter yoga. Mm. During this time, um, oh my gosh, I've had the most like I get almost daily requests for paid laughter gigs, mm. and I'm just uh, you know laughing all the way to the bank. Ha ha ha. You know, and I'm I'm so again as an empath, I'm so honored and humbled. I'll give you a couple of examples. So long-term care, I'm working with special needs. So back to the group home, I'm not working there where I thought I had come home, but I get so I don't have to work with management. I get to work on my terms with the demographic that I want to work with. What a gift. Um tomorrow I'm actually, well, I know this isn't gonna air now, but <laughs> I'm doing a um I was I've been hired to be the closer at a couple of huge opportunities and one is a Holocaust survivor center. Wow. Wow. I was like, wow. Not to them, but <laughs> after they booked me, I was like, wow, because we don't have to talk about anything. We don't have to voice anything. I'm just bringing the joy. I'm the joy bringer. And it's not laughing at the situation. It's laughing because of so we can be more resilient and raise the vibration. Wow, I was humbled. And uh, another one is I'm the closer at a sexual assault survivor conference. Mm. And I'm like, it's, it's, you know, it's moving forward from survivor to thriver. And it's a beautiful theme and whatever. But I was like, again, whoo, pretty heavy topics. Mm. Pretty heavy duty topics, but we don't have to talk about anything. I don't need to bring anything. I do need to be mindful about it, what games we play, you know, um, so that, you know, because we, we are, tr we are triggered by things that 
we play like games that, you know, so things can trigger us. So I, I just want to be mindful mm. of what, what games, but you know, as a laughter yoga teacher, um, I bring, I, I've, I bring all these healing modalities. I, I emotional freedom technique or tapping has joined the main free. This came to me. I've been tapping since 1999. I just, Again, I'm so thrilled that it's it's coming to the mainstream because it's so simple. These are really simple techniques mm. that can help us heal, even for a moment, even just, you know, or things that we can help other people. We can tap with other people. If we're caregivers, we can bring these modalities to other people. Mm. So I incorporate, like laughter goes with everything. So I incorporate tapping and brain gym and just other healing modalities, Qigong and Tai Chi and whatever, just like, just gentle movements. And it's so beautiful. And, and I, you know, I've heard from people, they say that they've attended laughter yoga sessions and they're fine. Like each one is different. Every, every teacher brings different gifts and other people are fine. They say that I'm outstanding in, in my, in the way that I bring it. And I, and I, that's what I feel like. I feel like when I'm in it, man, I just want to attend one of my classes and I forget sometimes that I'm bleeding, that I'm like, oh, what are we doing next? Oh, I'm the one, wait a minute. I kind of, I kind of get lost and I like, it's just so much fun. And, and now with Zoom, I have people like now it's laughter yoga is a global movement. There are clubs around the world and the more it's when something becomes into our consciousness, then we see it, you know, like when you buy a blue car, you see blue cars everywhere same idea now that you people have heard about laughter yoga they're going to see it more in mm -hmm. their feed <laughs> they'll come to my club that's good i hope so <laughs> um, but there's clubs around the world and i invite people to just go travel around the world they're free like yeah. most of these clubs are free or very low cost at most you know it's uh or low cost. Yeah, yeah the in-person ones are low cost usually just to cover the cost the of the room yeah yeah that's what it was around. yeah uh, and I think it's just amazing that, you know, there's, with all the the challenges that we have and the dramas that go on in the world and the problems that we have, is that uh, uh, so many people then try and find solutions to that with uh, expensive psychotherapy or uh, taking uh, very expensive drugs of some sort, some legal, some not legal, so on and so forth. And yet many of the solutions are the way we breathe, the way we move, the way we just sort of be careful how I phrase this, touch yourself. <laughs> but I meant in terms of the tapping thing, but things that are just available to you right there, right now at all times. And it's easy, it's so much easier to, simpler, it's probably a better word, simpler to get to a state of joy and happiness than we actually think. We're not taught these things though. I mean, the way that you even said, oh, careful phrase this about touch yourself. It is about those, you know, neurovasculars, all those points. We, we can easily like do things to like, if we have a stomach ache tapping here, this is our stomach meridian. Mm. And then just breathe deep. Like it's, it gets, cause your stomach meridian goes right straight. So tapping here, you'd not get grounded. It's so simple. Broadly, it is simple. Broadly listeners, Kathy was tapping underneath her eyes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so careful. <laughs> uh, but uh, Come yeah. to my class. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah that's it and um <laughs> yeah just but just as simple as breath you know breathing deeply and uh, slowing things down and it's, i guess at the concept of mindfulness but it but it's one of those things that it's not about doing more stuff to solve this it's actually about doing less stuff yeah that we're actually yeah. we've actually got everything we needed within us and 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 slowing down and pulling back and re re regressing what we do actually gets us closer to who we should be yeah it's really listening like asking the questions what what do i want oh i want this okay that might be material thought stuff and then what do i want what do i want what do i want it, it ultimately comes down to we want more joy we want to be peaceful we want to be happy we want to connect these are kind of all the things that people really want we really do want to be loved and respected and appreciated i really think that that's how people really want to be in this world beautiful so kathy thank you for all that lots of <laughs> lots of stuff lots of uh, areas and directions but it's it's uh We've heard a lot of it. We can probably guess some of it, but we just need to bring it all together. So um, the question I ask everybody uh, in the podcast, um, and I have to ask it to you as well, Kathy. what makes your bits tingle? Oh, what makes my bits tingle? I would have to say connecting with, with people and, and having them understand the things that I'm offering and how they can incorporate, like not, not for my business, but just to live a more joy-filled life. Like when people have that little switch, when, when you see the light go on for people where they're like, oh, hey, I could do that. Yeah. Beautiful. And if uh, anybody is interested in what you're doing with either the, the, the worms, the sprouts, the yoga, anything, what, where should they go? What should they look for? How do they find you and what you do? Yeah, my laughter page or my worm page has everything. I would say uh, if they want to learn about all my offerings, it's kathyscomposters.com is the easiest way. And everything's linked off of that. But um, don't look for a phone number because she doesn't have a mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a phone. I have a oh, landline. landline. <laughs> don't ask me to text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't emoji me either <laughs> but i'll uh, i'll put the links in the show notes as well but it's um if, uh, but it's uh, yeah I, I guess there's not many kathy nesbitt's doing worms so um i suspect you'll pop up on most uh, searches anyway <laughs> yeah and i would love to invite i would everybody's welcome to come to my it's tuesday morning uh eastern at 9 30 9 30 in the morning eastern it's free on zoom and it's uh i offer all kinds of healing techniques you know how to get out of stress how to how to go to sleep if you can't or if you wake up and you can't get back to sleep because when we're in stress we can't get out of stress mm. yeah. or no when we can't we're, we don't heal when we're in stress yes. we just start getting out of stress that's what i'm part of me <laughs> got there in it um no, that's great. Thank you. I'll, uh, as, as you say, the on the Tuesday, um, that's primarily the the yoga, laughter yoga, but you're teaching other things as well uh, on the Tuesday. Is that? Well, it's a lot. No, it's laughter yoga for 30 minutes, but I incorporate everything. <laughs> laughter goes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughter, laughter with everything. There we go. That's the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, uh, yeah, I wish you uh, wish you all the best and that, that we'll get to that point where there's worms in every living space around the place. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Brilliant. Thank you. These podcasts are not necessarily here to give you all the answers. I want you to think about 
what's been said, what's come up, and how you might apply that to your own situation. And if you've enjoyed it, then please subscribe to the podcast and, of course, share it on the social media platforms and so more people get a chance to hear what's going on. Thanks very much for listening. My name's Andrew Miller from Business Enjoyment, and I want you to enjoy your business so much it makes your bits tingle.